Hey, welcome back to Crimes in Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth coming at you from North Carolina. How's it going, Beth? Guess what? What? It's serial killer September. Oh, no. Oh, really? I think I was from like New York. <laughs> serial killer <laughs> September. <laughs> We're totally playing are. all new roles this month. <laughs> we are. We are. We are. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I convinced Christy to do these serial killers. Yeah. Convinced, as in. We should do Serial Killer September. And I was like, basically, the text said dot, 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 <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Okay. <laughs> They're hard to do. They are. Guys, I feel like we get asked to do Serial Killers, and they're hard to do because we only have 30 to 40-minute episodes, and like... They're just tough, man. They're dark. It's a lot. We've been having nightmares researching these people <laughs> like yeah right yeah it's hard to do but one month a year yeah we can totally commit to that one month a year and give um give our listeners an extra episode a week yes tell them yeah because we are going to format it where we give you two episodes we'll release one on monday and release the second one on tuesday Right, so, so that, each serial killer will be in two parts. Yes, exactly. You don't so, have to listen to us for an hour and a half. <laughs> right, unless you want to and you want to just binge them both on Tuesday. Oh, that's totally that's up to you. I do. And that's, that's what, what I would do. in my two-parter yeah. ones, yeah. Because I don't like to wait. But you also do not have to wait a whole week to hear the second part. So that's... Yes. That's Tune in. Tell your yeah. friends. Yes, so this is our the real first... killer September. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you could be friend. like a voiceover actress. <laughs> you could, you should be, you should be. <laughs> so, so I hope you're as excited as I am, or as we are, to delve into these cases, but, um. I definitely, it was a lot. It took a lot. It took more, I think, than triple the amount of time oh, that agreed. it usually takes, I feel like. I don't even, I should pay attention to how long it takes us or takes me to research a typical case, but this was a lot of mm -hmm. work and definitely felt like I had just finished a term paper when I was done. <laughs> I'll I want a college grade credit. at the end. Yeah, <laughs> college credit. <laughs> but I think, I think that I am resi, resi, ready to presentate this, as my <laughs> middle child would say. I, um, I got, I can, I'm ready to presentate this. So can I work on my next presentation? I'm ready to presentate this one, though. <laughs> it's it makes sense, though. Presentate. It does. Present, presentate. Yeah. I feel like I feel that. Well, I mean, the word is presentation. He's going to give a presentation, so it doesn't make presentate. sense to change the word to present instead of presentate. So, mm. if kids ruled the world, yeah, exactly. 
So who runs the wild kid? <laughs> they would all so, be presentating. <laughs> they would. They would be presentating. <laughs> Are you ready for me to presentate for you? Presentate away. Okay. I'm ready. Um, so I chose to look into John Wayne Gacy. Are you familiar Ooh. with? Yes, but ish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Okay. I mean, I think his name is somewhat familiar, but he's fairly well-known serial killer slash sex offender and is known as the killer clown. Oh, right. Okay. He has been accused of assaulting and murdering at least 33 boys mm. and burying a majority of them in his home between the years of 1972 and 1978. So he's really busy. Right? That's six years. 30-some uh -huh. kids in six years? 33 known. I mean, I guess it could be more. I don't know. But it's for sure 33. That is one busy clown. Mm -hmm. And this man intrigues me basically because he is he is just highly regarded in his community and he's a great businessman. So there's a lot of reasons why that like he got away with so much and remained out in society for so long. And so that just boggles my mind that mm. <laughs> you could kill 33 people in six years and be free to do with that in six years. <laughs> right. Anyway. But so before we get into all of his heinous acts, let's first just take a look at his early life. And basically from this point on, I'll just be referring to him as Gacy because it's just easy. Okay. So Gacy was born in Chicago, Illinois, and he was the second child of John Stanley Gacy and Marion Elaine Robinson. They had a total of three children. John was the only boy and he had an older and younger sister. His hmm. father was an alcoholic and would be abusive verbally and physically to all of his family. I think Gacy got the brunt of it, but everybody felt it at some point. Um, they they basically just grew to be a quiet household if their father was home because they were just it was just hopes of keeping the peace and, you know, not being noticed. So he was not very athletic and kind of considered overweight, and he had a congenital heart condition. Although I don't, I don't know. I I've I've heard that that wasn't officially diagnosed, but then I've heard that there was other health conditions that were not officially diagnosed. So I'm not really sure exactly, you know, which one is fact. But it it was like a split between the articles. But basically, he spent a lot of time in the hospital, in and out of the hospitals, due to fainting spells, which was assumed to be caused by this heart condition. But I'm, it's not clear whether the fainting spells couldn't get a clear diagnosis hmm. or it was the heart condition that couldn't get a clear diagnosis. So anyway. He spent time in and out of the hospitals, but his father thought all along that all of these episodes were just faked by Gacy to get attention. So oh. it didn't matter whether it was diagnosed or not. He was just like, it's not real. <laughs> he just wants to do this for attention. Oh, man. So, yeah. 
Um, some examples of the abuse Gacy sustained from his father. He was struck over the head with a broomstick and was unconscious. Oh, gosh. When, yeah. When he was four, he was beaten with a belt because he rearranged car engine parts that his father had already assembled. So, oh. you know, a four-year-old. I'd be mad. I'd be real mad, though. You gotta well, say. <laughs> I do I understand. Beat him with a belt, but like. Yes. I understand. However, you're four. I mean. Right. <laughs> what do you expect from a four-year-old? Um, at six years old, he stole a toy truck from a store, and when his mother found out, she made him bring the toy back and apologize to the store owner, which seems like a, you know, pretty Super reasonable appropriate response. Yeah, response. But then dad found out about it, and once he found out, he was beaten with a belt. Ugh. At this point, mom's like, okay, things are getting bad, so I need to try and protect him. So she tries, but, you know moms they kind of back in the day i feel like got a little weak and you know would back off and not protect as much as they should have mm, the man is the head of the household yes and when she did try to protect him basically his dad called him a sissy and a mama's boy and that he would probably grow up to be a queer yeah so <sighs> <laughs> it's that homophobic age i feel like mm. But in 1949, when Gacy was seven years old, he and another boy were accused of sexually fondling a young girl. And after that incident, dad beat him with a razor strap. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So I had to look it up. And it's basically like a belt. It's a leather strap that will, I think that barbers used to straighten and like polish the blades of their razor blades. But, oh. So essentially it was like a, a belt. So I don't know why he had this in his possession. I, was he a barber? I I, no, no. In, I had no indication that he was, but he essentially. Just like to sharpen things? I guess. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why he had it, but essentially it seems like it was just another leather belt, but maybe it was a little thicker, I guess. Hmm. So this same year, he claims to have been molested by a family friend. Gacy mm. claims to be molested. And this friend would take Gacy for rides in his truck and fondle him. But Gacy never reported this to his mom and dad because he basically just feared that his dad was going to blame him for it in some way. Like, oh, it's your he fault. Totally would have. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Based on what we know of him already. So I watched an episode of, I think, Lifetime Movie Network's Monster in My Family. Have you ever seen that? No, it's Lifetime actually is hilarious. <laughs> well, yes, but I will say that this is actually very interesting to me because it's, I, I can't remember the, the lady's name, but the, the host of the show, her dad killed nine people. And her premise basically is, let me go and talk to other people who have serial killers in their family and help them resolve issues and maybe even get them in contact with victims' families. So maybe somebody can have some closure along the huh. way because okay. I feel like family members of serial killers probably have some sort of guilt, even though maybe they knew nothing about it and of course had nothing to do with it. So it's a, actually a pretty interesting premise and I'm interested in watching other episodes. So it's called it's lifetime movie networks monster in my family. So in this episode, 
Gacy's sister, Karen, <laughs> named Karen was interviewed <laughs> about their childhood. And Karen says that she and Gacy were close and that he liked to clown around at times, but he was overall a pretty serious child. And she confirms that they were all pretty quiet when dad was home and also states that Gacy could do nothing right in their dad's eyes and was probably due to the fact that he was not a man's quote unquote man's man. Mm. (laughs) Okay. And she recalls Gacy having this keep out sign on his bedroom door, but you know, being a girl and also being a Karen, (laughs) she, she would snoop. (laughs) <laughs> poor thing poor Karen's out I there know. oh man I know actually she's a very nice woman so I really shouldn't make fun of her but she has the unfortunate <laughs> unfortunately she has a name Karen so um but anyway she would snoop sometimes and one time she remembers finding silk panties in a bag in Gacy's closet oh whose were they we're not really sure but she let her mom know And remembers her parents, you know, having conversations, loud conversations about it Mm -hmm. and speaking to John, but he basically would deny that they were there because he didn't want to get in trouble. So Karen told on her brother. (laughs) Karen told on her brother. Karen snooped. Karen told. (laughs) John gets in trouble, but tries to deny it. Or Gacy. And then she also recalls her mom sharing with her that um, Gacy, when she was re when he was really little, she found a pair of her undies or undies <laughs> panties <laughs> in a brown bag <laughs> under the stairs. Now we all know Christy calls her panties undies. undies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that to my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. That's, that's fun fact. But regardless, mom remembers finding a pair of her panties in a brown bag under the stairs. And so she believed that Gacy had some sort of fetish at this point, especially after finding some more panties in his closet. So I guess it's a little bit important here to mention that he didn't finish high school. And I never found any reasons for this or why. It just kind of glazed over it. And Later on, you know, we'll find out other things that happened past high school. But I know that he didn't finish. So, but I don't know why. Hmm. And in 1960, at the age of 18, he became involved in politics. What? He didn't finish high school. (laughs) But he's going to start a career in politics. He was a precinct captain for the Democratic Party candidate. And this position is an elected position. I didn't know what it meant because to me, a precinct is like a police precinct. Yes, I was thinking that too. Right. So I had had to look it up. But it's an elected position and it establishes a link between the voters and political parties in in an election, in local elections. So my understanding of it is that it's like sort of like a campaign worker. That's what I was going to say, like a campaign manager. Right. But they're elected. Oh. Which I don't feel like typically campaign. And and this is clearly 1960. So I was going to say, I've never voted for that. Right. So I mean, <laughs> who elects of, them? I don't know. I, 
I cannot say that I that precinct captains exist now, but they did. Got in it. Sixty. So he became involved in this in hopes to gain approval of his father, but unfortunately, that did not happen. Mm. Um, and not long after this, Gacy had saved for and purchased a car. One account says his dad purchased it for him and then maintained the title until Gacy could repay it. But then there was others that said that he paid for it outright. So I'm not really sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if dad paid for it just to hold it over his head mm. and make him pay for it because there was a lot of arguments over this car and that would make more sense if dad held it over his head that he had paid for it. So... um. After one argument over the car and his dad would take the keys from him and like mess with engine parts and he's just, he was not, not a nice dad. Mm. But after one argument, Gacy picked up and left and just didn't tell anybody where he was going and he ended up in Las Vegas. Here he worked within an ambulance service before starting to work in a mortuary. And, yeah, he lived in the back room of the mortuary behind the embalming room. No, no, no. No. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Mm -mm. Here we go. We're going down the path. Mm. He did this for three months and later on confesses that one evening when he was alone, he climbed into a coffin with a deceased teenage boy embracing and caressing his body. He became shocked by his behavior because he realized. Because uh, it's shocking. Yeah. It's shocking. This probably That's isn't normal. <laughs> and immediately called home and asked if he could come back. And so he drove back. Essentially, like, it was like that day. He realized this is a terrible thing. I need to go home. I need to get out of here. And he drove home. Interesting. And went back to Chicago. After he returns, he enrolls in Northwestern Business College. Again, despite never finishing high school. I was just going to say, isn't that a prerequisite for getting into college? Well, I would assume that now it is. But we're talking. It's way back. So whatever, he gets into college. And clearly he seems to be a master manipulator and can talk his way in and out of things. So he gets in, he graduates from there in 1963. He began working for Nunn Bush Shoe Company. Have you ever heard of that one? No. Me either. I don't think it actually exists anymore. It might not, <laughs> not have went far. <laughs> so, and that's, it was located outside of Chicago and he worked basically through their management training program. So the company moves him to Springfield, Illinois, which is about three hours southwest, and they give him a salesman job there. He becomes well-known and a well-respected businessman and eventually gets promoted to to manager. Also at this time, he starts dating an employee named Marilyn Myers. The only they only date for a short time and then they become engaged and they're only engaged for about or no, they're only together six months before they're married. So dating, engaged, married, six months. Okay. Quick. Which Maryland's I, move quick. Maryland's move quick. But and also back in the day, I feel like things just 
sometimes maybe a little faster. Like I was engaged for a year and a half, dated a year and a half, engaged a year and a half, <laughs> like right. three years before we were married. Yeah, because you had maybe. to book the venue. Well, yeah, took, yeah. <laughs> especially in New York, in New Yorkers. <laughs> and anyway, so this moves. They're married in September 1964. Gacy's father-in-law at this time purchases three KFCs. You've heard of them, right? Wow. Yes. Yeah. So he buys. So they're not based in Kentucky. Well, I don't know if they're where they're based, but at this point, his father-in-law buys three of them in Waterloo, Iowa. So huh. I mean, they could be based. I don't know actually. That's that would be an interesting thing to look up if they're actually based in Kentucky. But regardless, father-in-law buys three of them in Iowa, and he offers Gacy the opportunity to move to Waterloo to manage these stores. And also basically offers them to move into their home. So they move out of the home, the parents, so that Gacy Wait, and Mary what? can keep okay. in. Yeah. Very, very different times. <laughs> like, I should just be like, Linda, you should move out of your house and let Emery and I move in. For real, though, because she lives seven minutes from me. <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> she can come live with me. <laughs> She's a good cook, I've heard. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. So, Gacy, they basically over the next few years, they welcome two children into their lives. A son is born in February of 1966 and a daughter in March of 1967. And he's been known to describe this time in his life as perfect. So, you know, he's got a wife, he's got a house, he's managing he's three KFCs, <laughs> like, you know, a son, <laughs> a daughter. They have good biscuits. Yeah. Perfect, perfect little family. So you think, well, why can't this guy's life go in that direction then? Well, it doesn't. So he has been, um, no, sorry. His father finally ex accepts him. So there you go. There's even another aspect wow. he actually even goes as far as to apologize to Gacy when he visits to visits him saying he must have been wrong about him because clearly he huh. didn't grow up to be the queer that he thought he was gonna be so he, wow he was wrong. okay he gave him the biscuits he did he did and he was the like biscuits. ah those butter biscuits <laughs> from the colonel <laughs> yeah so at this point you're thinking great things are going great for Gacy so let's just move on but we're going to have to wait and see what happens with Gacy oh. after this break. So, okay. So let's see now where Gacy goes after having the perfect little family. He sets up a quote-unquote club in the basement of his home and often throws parties for his employees. Now, what kind of employees do you think he has at KFC? So, like young people, I would imagine, who like chicken. <laughs> well, College I don't know. Kids, if, maybe yeah. high school, possibly. Exactly. I'm not sure if they like chicken or not, but he employs mostly teenagers at this KFC. And so he's throwing parties in his basement for these oh. teenagers. Oh. And despite employing both boys and girls, he typically only invites the boys to these parties. And he supplies oh. them with alcohol and often tries to make advances towards these boys, which I started to say before you said that, I was like, oh, he's the cool boss. He has them over to his house after work and gives them beer. 
Well, truly, that's how they're thinking of him and how most Mm -hmm. people think of him his entire life, honestly. But no, he's not the cool boss. So they typically deny him. And then when he they do, he basically laughs it off and says, oh, that was a moral test. I was just testing you to see if you would accept it and whatnot. So he just he's saying he's not serious. So throughout his business career, he's a member of a group called the Jaycees. Do you, have you heard of that? Mm, no. Okay. It's it, it's it sounds familiar to me. I was not a, familiar with the term JC, but basically it's a leadership organization that is started to help young men between the ages of 18 and 40 to develop leadership skills. I do know what this is. Yeah. So he basically also climbs through the ranks in this organization. And I believe he was even vice president of the Springfield JCs and recognizes the third most outstanding JC within the state of Illinois. Which makes sense because he didn't finish high school, manages to get into college and finish college and is like rising. A politician. He's into politics. He's a manager of KFC. He's a manager of a shoe store. He's he's smart. He can he can get it. Mm-hmm. And I should mention here that it is alleged that the members of this organization often engage in wife swapping, prostitution, and pornography. And so he wow. is alleged to have slept with many prostitutes because of the connection with this group. Don't know if it's true, false, whatnot. It's just mm. it's speculated that this is a common occurrence. Got it. In later years... He states that it is with this group that he has his first homosexual experience. The group got him drunk one night, and a member apparently performed oral sex on him when he had to stay and sleep on the couch of their home. Again, who knows if that's true or not, but... In August of 1967, just five months after the birth of his daughter, and right after he describes his life as being perfect... Gacy has his first known sexual assault. He provided alcohol to Donald Voorhees, who was a 15-year-old son of a fellow JC member, and then had him perform oral sex on him. Around the same time, other teens said he had tricked several other teenagers into believing he was commissioned to conduct homosexual experiments in the interest of quote-unquote scientific research. And he Hmm. paid them $50 each to perform these acts. Wow. Okay. Wow. I mean, like gross, but such an intelligent way Mm -hmm. to go about his assaults. Especially with teenagers being as gullible as they are. And $50 in 1960s was probably (laughs) like, what? You're going to be $50 for this? Right. Right. It's a crap load of money. (laughs) <laughs> so Donald Voorhees finally tells his father of the assault in March of 1968. So that's almost a year later. And Gacy is immediately charged with oral sodomy of Voorhees and attempted and attempted assault of another 16-year-old boy. Gacy denies all of the charges and said they are lies being spread that are politically motivated because at that time he was running for a position with the JCs and Donald's far- father was known to be against Gacy running for that position and was for whoever the other candidate was. So, mm. Can you remind me, like, do we know how old he was at this time? So 30s? let's see. He 
was born in 42, and this is 68. Okay. So he's he's 26. So super young. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the members of the JCs think that this is an entirely plausible thing. Like, okay, that guy's totally against you. He probably did make this up and is just, you know, trying to get you to back down or whatever. Huh. But he is the good old boys club. Yeah, the good old boys club. But regardless of their backing him up, he's still indicted on May 10th of 1968. And in August of 1968, before his co- court appearance for the sodomy charges, he offers another teen, an 18-year-old teenager named Russell Schroeder, $300 to physically attack Voorhees to scare him out of testifying. Mm. Russell carries this attack out in September and is arrested the next day. And initially he denies all the accusations, but eventually he admits it and then puts all the blame on Gacy. And so the court at this point asks for a psychological evaluation and they come to the conclusion that he is anti has antisocial personality disorder. Are you Wait, aware of that? Gacy? Yes. Yes. So okay. because he asked for this kid to beat the other kid up and then he kind so he's on basically was indicted for this sexual assault asked another kid to beat that kid up so he wouldn't mm-hmm. testify that kid Blake tells everybody um huh, he told me to bite beat him up so mm-hmm. then the court orders a psych eval yeah clearly Got he's it. being <laughs> accused of many things and he is found to have antisocial personality disorder mm-hmm. and that most likely he would continue to be an issue with mm-hmm. society. <laughs> it's like the worst of the worst. Got yeah. it. So on November 7th, 1968, he pleads guilty so this, to the sodomy of Don- Donald Voorhees, but not guilty to any other accusations. They convict him on December 3rd, 1968, and he's sentenced to 10 years in prison at Anamasa State Pen in Iowa. The same day that he was convicted, his wife petitions for divorce and full Mm. custody of the kids, house, alimony, all of that. Get it. And Gacy never sees his wife and children again. Oh, good. Yeah. No kidding. Good. Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) during his stint at Animosa State Pen, he quickly gains recognition as a model prisoner. Oh. Earns the head cook position within months of being there. After serving six months of his sentence in June 1969, he applies for parole, but is denied. He would get another chance at parole in May of 1970. So as he's preparing for this meeting, he decides, okay, I'm going to complete 16 high school hours and obtain my high school diploma, which he gets. Hmm. And so in May of 1970, he has his parole hearing and he's granted parole on June 18th of 1970, after serving only 18 months of his 10-year <gasps> sentence. And he got to be a cook. Yes. The head cook. You know, have you seen Orange is the New Black? That's like... Coveted that's position. Like, yes. All yeah. the stuff comes in through the kitchen. Yeah. And apparently he did a lot of other things, like negotiating higher wages for people like in within the prison and their jobs oh. and whatnot. Like he did a whole lot. And was prison like... a politician. Think- even in the JC, like, committee in of prisons, if there was one, hmm. there might be one. Right. So he's only serving 18 months 
for assaulting a teenager. Okay. Seems a little bit insane for me, but, and probably would not fly these days. So he's given 12 months probation with two conditions. He had to move back to Chicago and live with his mother and he had to keep a 10 PM curfew. So he does this. He moves home and quickly gets a job as a short order cook at home. It's like their version of an ankle bracelet. Yeah. We're giving you to your mama. Right. Yeah. Go home to your mom. (laughs) Seven months later, in February of 1971, Gacy is charged with sexual assault of another teenage boy, but the boy failed to appear in court, so the charges were dropped. Maybe he was threatened. Who knows? Never know. Gacy's tried that before. But the parole board never found out about these charges because clearly they would have been a violation of his parole. And eight months later, his probation ends. So he never got caught that somehow, slipped through the cracks. Oh, my gosh. Hoorah for electronic systems. Yes, exactly. That would never happen now. No. Right? Tell me it wouldn't. Oh, good grief. (laughs) Only serving 18 months of a 10-year sentence, talking his way out of things. Now the parole board doesn't even hear of charges brought against him. Like, what? It's one lucky guy. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. So I, at this point, already feel like he's done some pretty despicable acts, but we haven't even gotten to the bad stuff. Hmm. You're not going to tell me, are you? Going to have to wait for that. (laughs) tomorrow (laughs) I'm gonna go get some fried chicken you should you should totally get some fried chicken (laughs) okay we'll see you tomorrow hey listen guys thank you for joining us for serial killer September this is a dream come true for me (laughs) I love me some crazy serial killers I'm having so much fun just with this story already I hope you guys are too Please keep joining us. Tell your friends. Hit subscribe. Like us. Share us. Tell everyone all about us because we're having so much fun connecting with you guys. So please reach out on Facebook and Instagram, on email. Find us on our website. Send us a voicemail. Christy really wants a voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'll pay you a dollar if you'll peddle my voicemail promo. (laughs) (laughs) seriously though you guys reach out to us we really love hearing from you and we will get back to smaller cases in October so send your suggestions because our brains are going to be fried after all these nightmares so stick with us we are going to have a fun month and we can't wait to hear from you we'll see you tomorrow for part two of the Mr. Gacy story so tune in and always remember the world is scary People suck. Hide in your closets, y'all.